Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Cyber Church. We are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And you know what? We're getting to do it online. This is so incredible. And you can help me do it. Be sure that you just click down here and subscribe to this channel and like this message if it helps you, because I'm going to tell you something. The more people that subscribe, the more people that like, the more people get to see this and get to hear this. And this helps us reach a billion people. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to raise up a billion disciples of the Lord Jesus. Listen, this month we're going to be talking about bringing your faith to life. Now, your problem, I guarantee you, is not that you don't have faith. Your problem might be that your faith isn't activated, that your faith isn't alive, that your faith isn't energized and initiated. And the Bible tells us how to do that. And all this month we're going to be talking about it. So listen, this is going to be encouraging. It's going to, it's going to strengthen you. It's going to help you make the journey. I'll be right back. Get ready. We're about ready to take off. Hey, I've got a great download for you this month all the evidence you need. You say what that's about? I'll tell you what that's about. That's about gathering the evidence to persuade your heart to believe God for whatever you need in your life right now. Listen, download this right now. It's my gift to you. This thing about bringing your faith to life. You know, I, I was thinking about this and just kind of meditating and praying on this this morning. And, and you know, your mind immediately, when you hear the words faith or you hear about developing your faith or something, if you come from my background, you know, your mind jumps back to the times that you sat in services and you just heard people tell you what was wrong with you and tell you that, that you just did not have enough faith. Well, I want to tell you something. If you've got enough faith to get born again, you've got enough faith to make pretty much anything happen. But the question is knowing how to activate faith, knowing how to energize faith, knowing how to initiate faith so that it actually begins to go to work with you. Now, I'm going to read a scripture that if you if you followed me for very long, you've heard me talk about this scripture. I love this scripture. And I'll tell you, this scripture was a major turning point in my life. I'm not going to break it down in totality like I do in some of my series, but, but, but I'm going to read the scripture. And we're going to talk about it just for a minute. This is from the book of Philemon. And Philemon only has one chapter, so it's Philemon, the sixth verse. And it says this, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, just if you just took this scripture, and I tell you, when this scripture really initially affected my life so much, I didn't really dig into the Greek. I didn't really, you know, get into the, to the, the depths of this. The main thing that I initially got out of this scripture is that if I want my faith to be effective, I need to acknowledge the good things that are in me through Christ Jesus because of the fact that I'm in Christ Jesus. And, you know, at the time I, I was, I was in Bible college. I was doing my undergraduate degree. And, uh, and, you know, I'm thankful for the Bible college I went to. They, you know, they were good to me. They were as generous to me as they could possibly be. But, you know, uh, they were very limited on what they were able to offer. And much of what they offered, I had to kind of get out of my head after, after I left there. But, um, 
but I was in I was in Bible school, and man, this preacher came, and uh, he was he was in a conference, and this was back in the seventies, and and actually this church was like one of the most one of the premier charismatic churches in America at the time, one of the most successful, one of the largest charismatic churches in America at the time. And they had a great Bible school. And I mean, it was great. It was, it was a good experience in so many ways. But we would have these, these every three months, they would have a conference. And so, and so we were having this conference, and man, they had all of these speakers, and boy, they were waxing eloquent. These guys at that time, were, were the most well-known, most popular, charismatic speakers in America at the time. And I'm telling you, they were great preachers and teachers. You could just listen to them all day long, and they could keep your interest. Because this was back in the day when all this stuff was new to us, and so everybody was sitting on the edge of their seat. And I remember there was this one preacher, and he was from Wahala, South Carolina. And he was country, 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 but he was a good man, and he had traveled all over the world preaching the gospel, and he got up and preached from Philemon, th this verse, and from, and, and he only preached about 20 minutes. I'm telling you, he brought the house down. There was a move of God in that place that night in response to, in the response to his preaching and teaching. And the honest truth is, I didn't even understand what had happened or what had changed in me. But I'm telling you, in that little 20-minute sermon that he preached, something changed in me so dramatically that from that day, back in about 1976 until now, 2017, I have never one time struggled with faith. Now, I'm not saying that my faith has always worked perfectly. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But I've never struggled with faith. I've never questioned my faith. I've never wondered about faith. But, but I went home, and, and, and this is what you need to do. I'll tell you, when you listen to my messages or anybody's messages, you need to go read all the verses that you heard. You need to study it out for yourself, and you need to decide if you're going to accept it or reject it. You can't accept it just because it sounds good. You can't accept it just because it's good preaching. But I went home, and I began to read and meditate on Philemon. And the, the thing that initially changed my life was just the fact that if I want effective or effectual faith, I've got to acknowledge the good things that are in me because of Jesus and stop focusing on and trying to fix the bad things. So I want you to know one of the places I want to take you this month is I want you to stop trying to fix all the bad things. You know, are there things there that need fixing? Yes, there are. But let me tell you something. Transformation doesn't come because you fix all the bad things. Transformation comes because you focus in on all of the good things that are in you because of Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us that we're transformed into His likeness because we see Him as He is. The Bible tells us that as we behold Him, we're transformed from glory to glory. And so, so, the life of God is in you. If you're a believer, if you've given your life to Jesus, the life of God is in you. And your spirit man has been made righteous, has been made perfect. Now, all that's got to happen is for that to manifest throughout the rest of your life. And that manifests the more you renew your mind and the more you focus on and commune with Jesus 
And the more you align everything that you think, feel, and believe with what has happened inside you. And I tell you, it's like as, it's like as this reality inside you uh, uh, harmonizes with the reality of Jesus that you're, that you're viewing and pondering and thinking on and acknowledging and trusting, it, 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 it becomes one. Something supernatural happens. And so, you know, everything about the way I prayed, I haven't prayed the same since 1976. And I'm not saying that, that I suddenly knew everything about prayer because I'm not even implying that. But I'm telling you, in 1976, when I walked out of this meeting, I changed the way I prayed. And my prayer life became all about acknowledging the good things that were in me and Jesus. If I need healing, instead of begging God for healing like they used to do back in those days, I just started acknowledging that Christ was in me and Christ was the healer and that his life and his healing and his health was inside me. I started acknowledging uh, all, all that I had. If I was broke, I didn't, I didn't beg God for money. I just started acknowledging that the wisdom of God is in me and he gives me the power to get wealth. Now, let me, I'm not talking about being greedy or, or that sort of thing, but I, but I started acknowledging that I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have and I can do what God says I can do. And so when I got to the end of, a, of my prayer time, I wasn't sitting there going, okay, God, when's it going to happen? Okay, God, where is it going to come from? I was, sitting there, I was sitting there just full of confidence that it was actually already mine. And see, that, that's one of the things that this passage is actually saying in the original language, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you in Christ. Well, that word acknowledging is a word that's talking about experience. And this comes from the Greek word gnosis, which means to know something by experience. Now, wherever you put your attention, whether it's your, whether you're reading something, whether you're thinking about something, whether you're looking at something or you're talking about something, uh, you're, you're placing your attention there. And wherever you put your attention is what gets magnified in your life and, start, and gets magnified in your experience. I want to tell you something. When you get through the end of your praying, and let, let me just tell you, I just want to say this to you. If you don't pray anymore, start praying again. And if your prayer life is boring, then it just means you didn't know how to pray. Have intimacy with God because if you don't have intimacy with God. Everything you got is just information. It's not really going to do anything in your life anyhow because it's about what you experience in God, not the information that you know. And, and I, I'll tell you, when you're acknowledging the good things that are in you because of Christ, not just trying to be a positive thinker, not just, oh, oh this is what's right about me, da, 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 da. But, but it's got to be about what you have because you're in Jesus. I got news for you. When that happens... You start experiencing that. That starts becoming your reality. That starts coming alive inside of you. Your confidence goes up. Everything, everything about you and God uh, begins to be transformed from, from potential knowledge, if you will, to living knowledge, to experiential knowledge, to something that's transforming your life. Now, listen. I'm going to be back in just a few minutes. We're going to talk some more on this. But, man, I'm telling you, this is a journey that you want to make.
I've got a great series for you this month that has already helped thousands of people. It's called Wisdom for Healing. Now, it's not just about physical healing, even though that's a part of it. It's about getting the wisdom of God, the practical application in every situation to know how to walk right into your miracle. And you know what? This month for you, we've got a special prize. So be sure and check this out, Wisdom for Healing. Get the wisdom that you need to take the next step and the next step and the next step to walk into your complete destiny and all that God has promised you. Man, if you're as charged up from listening as I am from sharing this, because I'm not just, I'm not just sharing this and pointing at you and saying, you need to get this. I tell you, when I talk about this stuff, I'm, think, I'm thinking about what's going on inside me. I'm thinking about what I have in Christ right now. Just talking about this is, is stirring me up, is firing me up. I'm having a great internal experience right now. But I want to go back to this verse. I want to sh show you something really, really interesting about this verse. And you may have heard me teach on this, but you need to hear it again. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual. That word effectual could be translated to mean many things. And it's not about choosing one translation over the other. It's not about saying, I'm going to take this, I'm going to leave this part out. It's really about saying, okay, what are all of the meanings of this word? Because I want to understand this word in light of everything it can mean. Because see, the English language doesn't always reflect the full meaning of some of these words in the original language. So this word uh, effectual, like I say, it can be, it can be uh, uh, effective, it can be uh, to energize, or it can be the word to activate. Now you see, we, if you've been born again, the Spirit of God's inside you. Life of God is, is inside you. And in reality, if you've been born again, even though you may not have renewed your mind so that you know this information, which you should, then all of God's truth has been written in the deepest resources of your heart, which is your spirit, the deepest resources of your heart, your spirit. And so, and so all, all, of, all of this is inside you, but it's, it's, it's like a latent force. It's, it's laying there dormant. Nothing is happening with it. And this is telling you how to energize or activate that which is inside you. You know, uh, you know, potentially, and I used to, you know, when I had a clinic, I used to tell people this, they'd come in, you know, for years we had a clinic, we, we primarily dealt with substance abuse, but we actually took care of all kinds of health needs. And, you know, when people would come in and, and man, they'd be feeling bad about, about, you know, their weight. Maybe if they're struggling with their weight, I'd always tell them, I'd, look, I'd say, look, there's a skinny person inside you that's just dying to get out and they're already muscle bound. You see, potentially your muscles right now could, could if you activated them, if you use them, could uh, grow and strengthen you and, and suddenly your back wouldn't hurt as much and, and when you picked up something, uh, uh, it wouldn't strain you so much and when you had to walk a long ways, you wouldn't get tired so quick. All, all of that's there in potential, but it's probably in a latent form if you're out of shape. Now, <clears throat> we have these mystical concepts about faith and these mystical concepts about spiritual issues, primarily because we really don't read the Bible and, and take it at face value for, for, what it, for what it really says. But the Bible tells us, evidently, there is a need to activate our faith, activate our confidence in God, to bring it to life inside of us, to cause it to, cause it to become energized. And so 
there's this great gap between what is yours, what you have, and it, it is literally yours, you, you literally have it, and what's activated and actually working in your life. And, I, and I'll tell you, we, we live in a day, I'm telling you, there's so much crazy, worthless stuff being taught out there that revolves around what we have legally or what we have positionally in Christ. And, you know, legally and positionally in Christ, all people are equal. But you know what? Uh, not everybody gets treated equally, and not everybody feels like an equal. And positionally and legally, every person that believes on Jesus is set free from sin, but not everybody is living free from sin. Technically, positionally and legally, every person out there uh, has, already has their healing. A lot of people say, well, I, well I'm already healed. Well, no, you have healing. That don't mean you're healed. Because the, the issue is this gap between what you have in Christ and what you have activated in Christ, what you've taken hold of. Uh, and that's what faith does. Faith receives. It take, and that word receives means to take hold of something and bring it unto yourself. And so our, our, our problem is not that we need for God to give us something. Our problem is we need to activate what God has already given us. You know, one of my favorite scriptures, again, it's just one of these positive scriptures that is just, uh, not, not only does it offer so much hope, but it also shows us the practical solutions uh, and the process for living in that hope. Uh, it says that, uh, it says in 2 Peter 1.3, it says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So you don't need anything else to become more godly, but that doesn't mean you're living godly because is godliness activated inside you? Is, is the power of God, the grace of God, actually activated and energized and empowering your life? Or is it just something you have? It's like I tell people all the time, you know, you can have money on the bank, but if you don't ever, in the bank, but if you don't ever draw it out, if you don't ever write a check on it, it's just going to lay there in the bank while you starve to death or freeze to death in the winter because you don't have any place to live. And the Bible very clearly over and over again, hundreds of times, uh, presents us with the reality that there are those things that God gives us and they are ours. Technically, they are ours. And remember, God doesn't deal in the realm of past, present, and future. He, he deals in the realm of eternity. And so when He determines something is ours, it is ours, even though it may not have manifested in our life at the time. You go back and look at the children of Israel. And, and you know, and the, the Old Testament is supposed to serve to us as a model and as an example. And by the way, the Old Testament, don't throw the Old Testament away. These people try to get you to throw the Old Testament away. They just don't understand the Bible. The Old Testament is the scripture. This is the scripture that taught us about Jesus. This is the scripture that Paul and Peter and John, all the apostles and all the early church used for, for uh, several hundred years. There, there was no such thing as the New Testament. You know, the New Testament, which I'm thankful that we got it, but it was never meant to replace the Old Testament. Uh, the Old Testament is where we get the testimony of Jesus, where we understand creation, where we understand the true nature of God, particularly when we interpret it in light of 
you know, the, the, the work and the person of, of Jesus. But in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us if we'll study the Old Testament, it will serve as an example to us. We can understand things about life by looking at the nation of Israel because they are a, a collective model of the life of the believer. And what happens when the believer gets in sin? What happens when the believer turns his back on God? What happens when the believer uh, chooses to serve other gods and worship other gods and live for themselves and all, all that kind of thing? And, and when the children of Israel were on their way to the promised land, uh, God always referred to it as the land that he had given them. He'd already given them the land. Well, I used to think about that when I was a new believer reading the Bible through for the first few times. I would read that and I'd say, well, well, you know what? They're not there yet. They've still got to travel to get there. They're still going to face enemies. And I eventually discovered that a lot of those enemies were giants. In other words, they're going to fight some monumental battles. And uh, they're the ones that are going to have to go out there with swords in their hands and spears in their hands and come up against these incredible warriors. And so how is God saying that he's already given them something? Well, the gap between God giving them that and them living in it is, is the gap where it becomes energized and activated because they believe it and they act on it. Listen, if you don't believe something for yourself, and we are living in a day when people will say, Jesus got this by his faith, you don't have to have faith. Let me tell you something. The perfect harmony is where we look at what Jesus obtained by his faith, and then because of our faith in him, we harmonize with him, we become one with him, and we take hold of what he has given us. He's freely given it to us, but it's always up to us to choose it, to take hold of it, and actually activate it in our lives, actually energize it in our lives. So, so the Bible says that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now that word life there comes from the Greek word zoe, which means the quality of life given by the one that possesses it. So God's already given us the quality of life that he has, the quality of life that Jesus lived. And Jesus, you know, and don't condemn yourself, but you know, Jesus won every battle. So no matter what you're fighting with, whether your struggle is physical, emotional, financial, no matter what it is, you can win this battle, but you win this battle by activating, energizing, and taking hold of what is yours by faith. By the faith of the, faith of the Lord Jesus got it, your faith takes hold of it. But it goes on to say, He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us by glory and virtue. Now, <clears throat> this word knowledge, again, this is that same word for knowledge that we read a few minutes ago in the book of Philemon. This has to do with experiential knowledge. So even though God has given us all of these things, the reality of it is that it's by experiencing them that they come to life inside of us. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge, through the experience of him who has called us by glory and virtue, by which we have he has given uh, us exceedingly precious, great and precious promises, that through these promises you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So he has given these things to us by promise. But 
we have to experience this. And how do we experience? We experience it by activating our faith. How do we activate our faith? By looking at everything that Jesus did for us, everything that he accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection, and, and acknowledging that, and, and not, not, just a, not just the fact that we say it, but we say it, we experience it, we focus on it. It, become, it becomes our own life experience. It becomes our own, our own version of reality. Now listen, this month we're going to be going through some things that I'm telling you what, they're, they're going to be life transforming for you. And I'm going to show you how to energize your faith how to energize and activate your faith so that you can take hold of these things. Now listen, don't forget, be sure and like this broadcast. I want this message to get out to millions of people, and that'll only happen if you do it with me. Just click below, and, and you'll help me touch millions of people. Now listen, I'm going to be back in just a few minutes with a mentoring moment. Don't go away. I'm telling you, this month is going to be power-packed. It's going to change your life. Wisdom for Healing is one of those great series that's going to help you know how to walk out every situation that you're facing. It's an eight CD series and got a great special for you this month. You want to have this. This is going to help every area of your life. You know, we're always talking about the fact that we're changing the way the world sees God. And one of the ways we do that is through Operation One Billion. Through Operation One Billion, we are raising up schools all over the world and publishing material all over the world to train people and establish people in this new covenant truth. I got three pictures I want you to look at. You'll see a picture right there of a man in Pakistan holding the gospel of peace. And we are in the process of having that translated into their language so the gospel of peace will, will flood Pakistan. And then we We've got some pictures from Tanzania uh, of two different situations where people are going through Impact International School of Ministry through the thumb drives, the Bible school in a box, uh, the, the pads that we send over, all of these ways that we have for training people. And you know what? That's happening because our world changers are saying, man, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to invite you to come to our website, check out becoming a world changer with us. Help us change the way the world sees God. Help us start Bible schools all over the world and reach a billion people. Now listen, this is the mentoring moment. This is where you put this stuff into practice. You find out what this looks like in real life and you, and you really make sure. Now, now remember, at the end of this mentoring moment, just please take just a few moments and at the bottom of the screen, you're going to have an opportunity to subscribe to this. If you're watching this on YouTube, now you may be watching on some other uh, uh, outlet that, that doesn't allow you to do this, but if you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe and be sure and like this video because it helps people all over the world have a chance to hear this message. Now, People, they get hung up because they hear messages like this and they don't know what it looks like. You know, one of the things that we used to do, my wife and I did this with our, with our Bible college and our, and our church. Um, we actually had, had three prayer meetings every morning and we'd have one for the church members before they'd go into work and we'd just come in and pray and worship with them. And then we would have one for our Bible college students, then we'd have something for our, uh, we had a kindergarten through 12th grade uh, school, we have, have a, a prayer time for them. And <clears throat> one of the things that people got so much encouraged by, 
encouragement by was just having the opportunity to see what it looks like to do this. People say, how do you do this? It's like, I just take scriptures and walk around and shut my eyes and acknowledge to God this truth. Father, I thank you that I am who you say I am. I thank you, Father, that according to your word, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And Lord, I know that I may be struggling with some issues in my life, but I am still righteous. I am pursuing righteousness. I am hungry for you. Jesus is my righteousness. And because, because I am righteous and because I see you as you are, I'm becoming more and more like the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ and my righteousness is abound. And, and you know, I would just acknowledge these things, but inwardly, it's not just saying them, is inwardly connecting to that as a reality. Inward, inwardly and even verbally, always acknowledging that the only thing that makes this true is because of the reality that you have through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And no matter what you're facing, find these scriptural promises acknowledge and experience these promises and they will activate in your life. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.